nothing. Jey Uso just declared to Roman Reigns, I'm with you. I'm not going with him. I love him. Oh, what did you say? Oh, This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe, Moses Marquez. Okay, so I've done this with Mike. I did it with the other guy. I'm pretty sure I did it with Chavis, but I think I've only recorded one episode um, alone with Chavis. So just because it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm playing like two seconds just in case we get flagged. <laughs> That's why I we know how it is. <laughs> you never know. You never know who's listening. Yeah, YouTube trying to shut all 13 views down. Bastards. And obviously, last week didn't go according to plan. Needless to say, this week's episode is being recorded with oof, three different devices. That's to say the least, bud. Yeah. Um, but in bigger news. Episode 300 is now just five weeks away. But wait, there's more. Promo oh. Series 5 is two weeks away. You're right. Uh, obviously, we want to send out a big thank you to everybody that competed in the Promo Bowl, which closed last week. And congratulations to the three winners. Yourself, of course, Moses, and Chris Durham and Alexander Rowan. All three will challenge the Demoness. Hey, it, w- it was great competition Great competition throughout the entire thing. We got a brand new guy in the in the in the final in the fatal four way, mind you, being Chris Durnham. So and Alexander, like two thing. new guys. I was about to say two new guys, and the last time we had a new guy in the main thing, well, well, he does this show now, but just not today. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, is Alexander a new guy? Nobody seems to know who he is, but everybody's got their suspicions. Hey, he, he hides it well. I'll tell you. He does, absolutely. Um, okay, so before we kick things off with full gear predictions, let's uh, take a trip back to Friday night. It's time to recap the smack. Following the dramatic events at Heck in a Cell, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso kick off the show as Roman vows Jey will fall in line by the end of the night. After a highly competitive match, Kevin Owens defeated Dolph Ziggler with a stunner to qualify for Team Blue at Survivor Series. In an interview, Lars Sullivan gave us a school story while stealing the Phoenix's catchphrase. I'll accept that. 
poor Bianca had to stand around in the ring for four minutes as we went through a video package and a backstage segment after her entrance. Regardless, she defeated Billy Kay and Natalia to get on Team Smackdown. The Murphy Mysterio drama escalated as Seth Rollins continued to stir the pot as he, Dominic, Murphy and Ray fought each other before Aaliyah declared her love for Murphy and planted a lip lock on him. Meanwhile, the Street Profits got a win over Cesaro and Nakamura once again as Sasha Banks celebrated her victory. Michael Cole said boss four times during her entrance. Bailey then laid the challenge down for next week, looking to cut yet another Sasha Banks reign short. And in the main event, a conflicted Jey Uso defeated Daniel Bryan to join Team Blue while Roman locked on, but Jey went on to attack Daniel Bryan and splash him through the announce table for Roman's approval after the match. And that was SmackDown. Um, well, goddamn. More happened in two hours on Friday than all through Raw, which is an hour longer. Ugh. <clears throat> um, so a couple of things to take away from SmackDown, obviously, apart from the major developments. First of all, SmackDown's sound mixer needs either retraining or firing because, fuck, I've, I've heard a phone held up to a microphone sound clearer than the crowd piping that they had on Friday night. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is all of a sudden going on. It was just like a fan going off. Um, I, I, you know what it was? It was Kevin Dunn. He was sitting there and he didn't realize his microphone was on the whole time. He's got this fucking gigantic fan yeah, following right on. Well, Kevin Dunn definitely didn't do the best job on Friday. Like I said, Bianca Belair made her entrance and then there was two ever segments do a good during job. her entrance. Did he ever do a good job doing anything? No. Um, I mean, I mean, apart from trying to tell these people what to do. Okay, cheer now. Oh yeah, you guys. Oh yeah, I fucking hate that. I don't ever listen to that fucker. I'm just like, he's like, yeah, well, come on, guys, let's be loud so I can fucking like fucking cheer or whatever. And I was, I think I was doing it during Heck in a Cell, and I'm just like, yeah, no, sorry, (laughs) but like I'm loving this Roman thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna boo him. Like you gotta boo Roman, and I'm like, I'm gonna kick his ass, and I'm just screaming. I mean, I don't even understand, because it doesn't sound like the audio is coming from the people on the Thunderdome. It just sounds like the crowd that they pipe in. It it, it probably did come from the Thunderdome. It's one guy that didn't. Yeah. Just play his audio. It's going to sound cool. Uh, And also something I realized is Bailey's last 380-day reign as SmackDown Women's Champion was over three times longer than all of Sasha's Raw reigns combined. God, what the what? <laughs> like, if you combine all Sasha's, what, the five reigns no, of Raw I, champ, I, it's I, like 100 no, days. No, I get it, but I'm like, I did not realize that they were actually all, like, that fucking short. Yeah, none of them were more than a month. And I think two of them were, like, 20 days. Vince hates himself from some fucking Sasha Banks, apparently. <laughs> but, you know, she's, she's getting Disney money now, so maybe she'll finally break she's that one-month barrier. taste Disney money. Taste. She you taste, more. Yeah. She... But she seemed quite prominent in the trailer. I mean, obviously, we've only had one episode of The Mandalorian because I stupidly, last week, forgot that they only give us one episode a week. Yeah, those fuckers. You bastards. All right. Like I said, we have full gear to predict, but of course, before we get to that, it's uh, Raw and Impact. So Raw up first. We um, kicked it off with probably the only thing I really care about on Raw at the minute, 
Alexa Bliss as she confronted Randy Orton to continue the mind games with The Fiend, uh, only for Drew McIntyre to drop him with a Claymore. Yep. It's... I was like Ms. Morrison were trying to <laughs> trying to cash in. Oh, man. I actually they, got excited. I, I was like, oh, God, is this really going to happen? Is this... um. Okay, and then I'm like, well, here comes this gigantic fucker. So nope, ain't nobody, ain't nobody getting shit. He's gonna kill everybody. One one thing they always manage to do when they drag out the money in the bank for so long, <clears throat> like Otis had it for months to months, and sometimes you forgot about it. Sometimes you were like, when the hell is he gonna cash in? One thing they always manage to do is catch you by surprise somehow, when you don't expect anybody to cash in, and like, oh shit, is it, this is it? And then of course it turned out to be a tease. Mm-hmm. Um, McIntyre made sure that the bell didn't ring, so Miz is still Mr. Money in the Bank, and it seems like he's going to be watching Randy's pack, basically, to make sure nobody takes that title away from him except him. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I still I still don't under-fucking-stand how you couldn't build anything with Otis for the, I don't know, fucking five, six months he had the goddamn thing. Yeah, oh, 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 was this the plan all along? Like, was it just for a cheap moment to, to catch us by surprise and then you were going to change it to the mid anyway? I, I think what it is is he kept basing off of, oh, the crowd would love this, oh, the crowd would love that, and then he's like, oh, there's no crowd. <laughs> no shit! Like, fuck, man. You built this guy, then you fucked him over. You're trying to make his buddy look strong, and oh, I don't know what the fuck he is. Yeah. Oh. fucking cornrows and oh my god wow talk about jobber status in a matter of seconds bud he he went from tucky to chris harris in like a week oh yeah <laughs> big fucking time or the Bra- braden walker sorry to give him his wwe name right oh poor guy like you could you could see it in his eyes like, I've seen the meme saying, why do I even bother? And that's the exact look that you see in his eyes. Uh, oh, yeah. He's he's over it. But it's like, this is what you guys wanted. Well, I don't know. I, I liked Heavy Machinery. I don't understand the point of breaking them up, other than this is the only real feud I can think of to give Otis. Yeah. But, well, same thing with uh, the Iconics. And we kind of saw the same look in Peyton's eyes after this week's match. Like, they split up the Iconics for absolutely no reason and don't push right. either one of them and then throw Peyton into nope. a random tag team with Lacey Evans. Uh, huh? It's just the worst. I hate the whole thing. Well, no, not her. I just, I don't like, I'm not a fan of Lacey Evans. She's good looking, good for her, the whole whatever, but like, I I could give a shit about seeing her wrestle. Mm. I mean, she's much better on her own. The, I'll give you that. The yeah. tag team makes no sense. Yeah, none. No, no one, but not, not none so no, not None so whatever. Now, um, we, we seemed to go back to the 90s with the first match on Raw this week, which was Jeff Hardy versus Elias in a guitar on a pole match. Hey, Russo, how you doing? Oh, my God. Pole, pole matches are so stupid because grabbing the object fucker? doesn't end the match. That's what I want to know. Is who texted this Russo fucker and asked him, like, hey, we're going <laughs> to use a pole match. What do you got? Use a guitar on a pole now. Was it was it Russo who actually invented the pole match, or did he just define it? No, that was just his. Uh, he just loved to use the fuck out of it. That was all it was. It wasn't like he was the guy to invent it. There's always been, um, like, 
I wouldn't say like actual pole matches or something like that. Like there's one very famous called Coal Miner's Glove. Yeah. It is basically um, a pole match, but the Coal Miner's Glove is supposed to be this loaded glove that you can use. And it, that's, but once he got into like WCW, it was like, oh, what was it? It was fucking like a uh, contract on a pole. Uh, yeah, I remember Pink Slip on a pole. Between yeah, Pink Slip on a pole. <laughs> And then there was like one he did that made like no sense. It was like, uh, but I forget what it's it, something something absolutely ridiculous. And it was like, why would, why is that on a pole? Like, why am I going to use that against? I got to fucking look it up. Yeah, like the pink slip on a pole made sense because the first person to grab the pink slip won the match. Exactly. But when, you, when you put a weapon on the pole, that doesn't end the match. Pinning your opponent does. So why even bother going for it? Just pin your opponent. I have no fucking idea. It, it it kills me, especially considering the fact that like it's like Jeff could not beat Elias until he got that goddamn guitar. And I'm like, uh, I don't like these matches. I don't like them. I don't. I don't like this fucking Jeff Hardy uh, Elias feud. I don't hate. I don't like the fact that we brought up goddamn Vince Russo. Fuck that guy, bro. I actually didn't mind the Nia Jax, uh, Shayna Baszler nonsensory tag match. Uh, I don't know why Lana must go through a fuck every goddamn week. I don't. Huh? <laughs> because um, it's fun. I, I legitimately, I, I've legitimately heard that her only reason for doing this is people are going to feel sympathy for her. Yeah, but I it's not working not, because people love it. I don't feel a fucking thing. I don't really care to watch what she's going through right now. Um... But whatever. I just like want to tell Vince, I'm like, you do know that Miro sucks, right? Like his character is not over. <laughs> you do not need to punish this poor girl. No, uh, and I don't even see it as a punishment. She's getting so much TV time just from getting put through a table every week. I'm like, okay, yeah, it hurts. I mean, but... that's, that's, what, that's <laughs> definitely looking on the bright side there, but <laughs> Well, it's damn. definitely the most exposure she's got since that stupid fucking love triangle storyline. Oh, my Lord. Talk about hot fucking garbage. Uh, well, it, it did win the maxi last year for worst storyline of the year. Um, I think it was pretty unanimous as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> it speak, was so bad. Speaking of Lashley, uh, he ends up against Truth this week, and Truth tried to lay down for him. Truth didn't see he any point in them facing each other because they're both champions. But Lashley wanted to fight. And not only that, but then he beat, he puts the um, the hurt lock on Gulak as well. Mm -hmm. And then plants him on top of Truth and Gulak becomes 24-7 champion. And I was like, okay, so this was a 24-7 gimmick thing? What? No, so I have no fucking clue. I, apparently, I thought the 24-7 rules suspended if if he's in any match of any kind. But apparently, I it's only in a 24-7 title match. There's recorded audio of them saying that. There's recorded audio saying that they that they cannot defend the, the title in the middle of a match. But yet somehow, some fucking way in the last month or so, this fucking dude is defending it in the middle of a match every fucking time. Like, and then he's in matches more now than ever. <laughs> like, they didn't um, even have to break that rule for this match. They could have had Lashley just squash Truth and then Gulak come out. Exactly. But, you, know, um, you, you got to make Bobby look look big and gigantically strong. 
yeah, we didn't even get a, ch a chase for the rest of the night. It was just Gulak wins the title, and that was it. Hey, I am not complaining about the no geek chase. <laughs> was Truth on Raw Talk? Cause he usually is. I have no clue. I don't watch. He, he's pretty much the co-host of Raw Talk. They only put him on the show so he can get everybody to try and break character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, I would not. I would not want to be interviewed if I see that guy fucking sitting there. Like, ah, oh, shit. We what we need is truth, like documents in this election. Oh God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so which one going to NXT? <laughs> He's gonna think it's like the draft. Well, yeah, it's red and draft. Donald Trump. <laughs> it's Raw versus SmackDown. I can even see him saying like he vote like he he he'll draft Donald Trump to Raw, <laughs> and I'm like, what? No, please God. Oh boy. Um, we know I like to give random tag teams a tag team name, so Rose Brooke have their own entrance <laughs> music. That's what WWE do. They just combine the names. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Rose Brooke have their own entrance music now. Why? Because they're an official tag team now. Even Such though they got drafted separately. Such an oddball tag team. Such an oddball tag team. Yeah, and it, like I said, it was so stupid when they were a tag team before the draft. They got drafted separately onto the same brand, and now they're still a tag team anyway. Just draft them as a tag team. Um, nah, that makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately, and and unfortunately, Shayna has to enter to Nia's music. Which just takes Poor away thing. all the badassery away from Shayna Baszler. It really does. Like, I was like, I'm always disappointed when I don't hear Shayna's music. Yeah. And then on top of that, yeah. I have to listen to Nia, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't like you. Even walking beside Nia and looking like a little sidekick, it takes away all the badassery. Just, what happened to Shafir and Duke? This, I fuck. Like, I, I know they were green as fuck, but... Oh, <laughs> at least they made Shayna look good. Bro, they were greener than Granny Smith apples, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, here's a confusing thing. As we said in the recap, the smack, Bianca Belair earned the first spot on Team SmackDown. So how did she have to earn a spot, but Team Raw get to pick their own team and only one member have to earn a spot? I've been thinking that for like a week. I'm like, who's running SmackDown? They're an asshole. Because from what we see, it's like Adam Pearce is kind of running both shows. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think he's the, the on-screen authority figure. Yeah. And I'm like, why? He does he, 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 Why? Who the fuck is this guy? Well, he's a producer, and producers get to make matches. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, bro, yeah. if you ain't, like, some former hardcore kick-ass wrestler, like, like the only you want to know the only commissioners that ever made any, uh, uh, any like, impact when I was a kid was, was when Commissioner Mick Foley would run around with his fucking shirt that would, he wrote commissioner on it, or when Stone Cold was commissioner <laughs> and all of a sudden fucking the glass would hit and he'd come fucking screaming down on a four-wheeler, tell you some bullshit and just leave. The great thing about Mick Foley's T-shirt was... He couldn't fit Commissioner all on one line, so he, he ended up writing yeah. it downwards at the end. And I'm pretty sure they printed an actual T-shirt like that as well. They did. <laughs> I tried so hard to buy one. <laughs> um, I kind of like the idea that 
there's an authority figure that you're not actually saying as a general manager, but at least give him a different name because he's just a producer. So by that logic, Road Dog could come out and make a match. Oh God, please don't. But, yeah, do that. please don't. Um, but Stay when we in also the bag. Saw, thank God you're off Twitter. Obviously, we also saw Finley do it last year at the Rumble when he let Becky Lynch join the match. Oh yeah, that crazy fucker. <laughs> he's like, oh, you can't we, stand up. Ah, go on in there, girl. We we need a producer to let Becky into the match. Send out the Irish one. Send <laughs> out the only Irish <laughs> day we got. Um. So Lana gets involved in the tag match, um, naturally. And as cool, she gets yeah. involved, Shayna and Nia retain, even though she was trying to cost them the titles. Nia later challenges Lana uh, to a match. And of course, as we said, she gets planted through the table for the seventh week in a row. Hooray! It's. <laughs> Dude, the money they spend on plywood is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I'm getting so, so close to feeling just a little bit sorry for her, but it's still entertaining as fuck. Because like I'd care more if it wasn't so damn funny. <laughs> I begin to feel sorry for her, and then she opens her mouth. Oh, yeah, then I just <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, plant the bitch. Now, You're not wrong. On to the men's team for Survivor Series. AJ Styles is the team captain. Well, he's trying to how be for Seamus and Keith Lee. Fuck, I was about to say, how the fuck this big fucker become the team captain? He's over here <laughs> bitching and crying and. I should be the team captain. I'm like, if you don't get your big ass friend to like intimidate somebody. Well, I'm I'm definitely not gonna argue with Big Jordan. No, I mean, uh, look at the, like again, legit seven four. Yeah, I mean, even even if you Keith Lee, I'm sure Keith Lee would give it a good try. Well, yeah, Keith Lee, he, you know, he's limitless and in some terms fearless. The great thing I saw. This week was somebody saying, obviously Survivor Series is coming up, so if Team SmackDown end up invading Raw, there's only one guy to blame. And that's Jordan, because he's not guarding the door anymore. Well, yeah, fucking guy. You were the best door man we've ever had. Now, I don't know who's guarding the door. Probably <laughs> nobody. Maybe Shane. Hurt business. Uh, he's probably not. Oh, yeah, the hurt bit. Oh, they're definitely not doing shit. <laughs> so, as uh, Braun Strowman claims he doesn't need a qualifier... To join Team Raw. Uh, AJ suggested a triple threat against Keith and Sheamus uh, for Braun's qualification. Naturally, all hell breaks loose because you got three big guys, triple threat, no DQ. Obviously, the barricade gets broken again. Um, mm -hmm. And as greedy Sheamus broke kicks Keith Lee, Strowman then power slams him for the win to earn his spot. Um, it was after the match that was so weird because, like, Braun and Keith Lee have just spent weeks trying to kill each other. And then as mm -hmm. literally the moment the match ended, Braun's like, well, we're on the same team now, so we got to be friends. I hated that <laughs> so much. What? I was like, dude, you guys have legit been trying to beat the crap out of each other for weeks. Or yeah. have been beating the crap out of each other for weeks. And I'm like, now you're just, like, fucking cool with them. Not, not uh, to mention... Man, you're big like I'm big. Uh, we're cool. Like, what the fuck? Not to mention Braun was the champion of SmackDown just a couple of months ago. And now he's running around and I don't know what the fuck he's wearing. Oh. I, I, I swear to God, like, they, he, they told him he's like, I want to act like I'm a fucking soldier. And this <laughs> is what he's running around in. Camo pants, green shirt, and fucking uh, 
gloves. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, don't know if you've noticed, but uh, the Thunderdome doesn't look like a woodland area. No, not, not one bit. Not I don't even, know not where this camouflage even, is working, but it ain't working on the screen. Not even if velocity was still a thing, it'd be too green. Velocity. <laughs> ah, uh, the youth. Yes. You Any, young bastards have no idea. Anybody born after 2010. What the hell's velocity? <sighs> Memories. Yeah, that's true. Just uh, the one memory I want to forget about is there is watching that WWE kid shit that they had on Saturday mornings. Oh, more, so, yeah, more slam. Oh, yeah, there you go, WWE slam. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? That is legitimately the first time I ever got introduced to Cesaro. Wow. Like he would, because he they had to brag that he knew like 14 languages. I, I and I'm like, I, okay, subtle brag. I got very lucky with my exposure to Cesaro then because I heard about two matches that he had against Sami Zayn and NXT and they were both incredible and he was about to have a two out of three falls match so okay I'm gonna watch NXT and holy <laughs> shit what a match yeah that guy Neville that guy is what uh, got me into NXT all them years ago and then Kevin Owens is what like yeah. okay I have to watch this all the fucking time oh the golden years of NXT Oh, yeah, when they made you want to go back and actually try to figure out who these guys were. Because yeah. I was like, who the fuck is Kevin Owens? And then sure enough, one day, I think I had like, like I think because uh, my I, when I was living with my dad, he has a satellite. It's fucking satellite shit. It's a pain in the ass because when it goes out, everybody's fucked. <laughs> and so we didn't have TV for like a week. And so I was like, okay, I was just scrolling through YouTube and watching what I can on my phone. And I legitimately put up uh, like ring of honors like weekly television show from the heyday of uh, what was it, like kevin steen yeah and jim Cornette and all that shit and i was just i watched the crap out of it and i was like how in the hell are you not using this guy like stone cold <laughs> like he that that whole line that whole storyline he did with with Cornette, i'm like that is stone cold yeah and like they they show shades of it now but it's still not the same thing not even close like i saw one Kevin Steen match before he came to NXT just because I heard this buzz that he might be coming to NXT and he's like the greatest thing ever. So the match was the infamous, well actually no not infamous, it's famous, ladder war against Generico and I just thought oh this is like the god. best heel going. Oh my god, talk about just brutal that fucking match. Yes. Uh, so speaking of Kevin Owens uh <laughs> Like I said on SmackDown, that was a hell of a match, and just the stunner. I think WWE put it out themselves actually. Mirror image of the way Stone Cold beat Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Except of course Ziggler sold the fuck out of the stunner. Exactly. <laughs> but I think uh, we don't really do a match of the week. But if we did, that would be my match of the week. Okay. I like that. Now, funniest segment of the week goes to the Firefly Funhouse as Abby the Witch declared after what he did to us, Randy Orton can go fuck himself. <laughs> Alexa Bliss then said, that's ten, uh, 10 cents for the swear jar. To which Abby the Witch replied, well, you can go fuck yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Is this still TVPG? Like, I know they beeped it, but come on. 
thought to you, I was like, okay, so they just kind of swear jar at the right. I'm like, well, and well, he- then fucking swear it up, bud. And hell, Load ten, that jar up. ten cents for fuck? Fuckity, fuckity, right? fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I say, I still have money to spare, too. I ain't, And all I got is a dollar. <laughs> That's ten cents. Here's a dollar. Fuck, 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 fuck. There you go. <laughs> it's like it's like when fucking Tony Khan got uh, it was like waiting for the young bucks to pay their fine. He just shows up, throws his money. Hmm, okay, this will do. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell happened to Alexa then at the end though, because obviously Bray did his little thing and she just starts dropping out this thing, this red what thing. What the fuck was that? Like, was oh, she eating people's souls or something? Like that? I don't know if it was supposed to be her tongue or I, I, I thought it was going to be some kind of blood, but it was just literally this red slimy thing coming out of her mouth. Uh, I, I don't think Bray knew either because he just turned to the camera and said, oh, shit. Ah. Lots of swearing in the Firefly Funhouse, considering it's supposed to be a, t- a kid's say, show. I was like, is this not a kid's show? <laughs> I was like, is this not supposed to be a ripoff of Pee-wee's Playhouse? I can't wait for, you know, this version of Blue's Clues. Where the fuck is it, Blue? <laughs> oh, it's a shame John Cena never got that job. God damn it. That would have been great. <laughs> okay, so we did mention the Hurt Business. They have pretty much set their sights on the tag team titles, which I'm all for. Um, and this segment, if anything, made me realize how much I really miss Serious Kofi. Yeah, I'm over this... I can't deal with him as a tag team guy. Like, at least maybe not to this extent of craziness. Maybe Big E, I, I, I don't know what it is with Big E. I guess I accept it better. But with with, with Kofi, I, it's either like, dude, you need to be serious or, or you need to be done. Like, because yeah. I can't do this. this. I can't do this goofy shit. Well, I mean, Xavier, the- fine. Big E, I haven't really seen the guy besides being shirtless on a fucking Tron, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Well, when he was Dolph Ziggler's, you know, henchman, he was pretty serious. I think Biggie can get away with joking around because, you know, no matter how much he's joking around, he's a big, big guy that can kick the shit out of you. Exactly. Makes him great. Um, Cedric and Shelton pick up the non-title win. So, like we said, uh, Hurt Business are looking for the tag team titles. We're two weeks away from Survivor Series. There is a chance... I guess, for a tag team title match and for the titles to change hands before then, which would obviously make it uh, Cedric and Shelton versus the Street Profits. Too bad. No. That would be... So, yeah, that would be three members of the Hurt Business with championships, and I highly doubt that MVP is going to become <laughs> the WWE champion, so... Oh, no. 24-7. Yeah, if anything, he'll be fucking... Yeah, 24-7 champ. <laughs> Or, or, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that he's just letting his guys get all the gold. I mean, Bobby's carrying around the belt that he paid for anyway. I, I was just going to say, I was like, he had paid apparently this large lump sum of money for this piece of shit that's hanging off of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> um, well, whatever happened to Alexa in the funhouse, we kind of saw the aftermath backstage as, uh, I mean, it's taken her weeks and weeks and weeks to do this, but Nikki Cross finally confronted Alexa. Oh, yeah, what's going on, Alexa? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with your eyes? Holy shit. Evil like, eyes. That's Alexa. all that was. I'm like, uh, 
Okay. I was, <laughs> the, 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 the way Nicky reacted, I was expecting something much more horrific than contact lenses. Right, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, is her face like deformed? Yeah, or is it like. She got more of that red shit coming out of her mouth? Yeah. No. I was expecting something like that, like blood all over her or something. Right? Come on. No, oh, okay, her eyes are white. I was like, you fuckers had uh, Kane and he was in See No Evil, and come on, I think <laughs> of horror movie shit. Right, Rey Mysterio. Right. Who also, by the way, Rey Mysterio, at some point last night was moved to the alumni section for like 10 minutes on WWE.com. And they moved him back to SmackDown. Vince is like, this fucker's retired. And then they walked back in his office. He resigned. All right. Click this button right here. <laughs> because then I had to double check and find, okay, so if somebody's inactive, did I move them to the alumni section? No, because Becky Lynch is still listed on Raw and she clearly isn't wrestling anytime soon. No. Fuck no, not from the one picture I think we've seen of her as of late. That girl's as pregnant as can be. She couldn't take a bump if she wanted to. No, she already got one. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Move along. Don't keep her moving. Um, yeah, we mentioned Tucker, who, like we said, looked uh, like shit. And then he gets squashed like by Ricochet. Shit. Did you see those pants? I Jesus tried not to. Right. There's 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 people outside wearing pants like that on the regular. They stole them from him, and he wrote Tucker right on the ass. Or night, and I'm like, what? That is just like, what? The, fucking Keith Lee gets a goddamn piece of shit singlet, and this fucker just gets the pants. What the hell? And then like they're just the most plain looking pants, fucking ever seen. He walked up to the fucking seamstress and was like, I like black with some kind of orange, and my last name is not. And that's all she did. Man, what the fuck ever, bud. Yeah. There you go. Uh, dumb. Yeah, what the fuck. Just dumb. And like I said, even more what the fuck was getting squashed by Ricochet. Dude, that was like under a minute, was it not? He probably comes less. in, he hits the fucking, what you call it, and he's over. Probably probably like 30 seconds, I don't know. But, yeah, we sure. I'm not, the I'm not it what up. the When the fuck did Ricochet change his goddamn finish? Hey. Has it been a while? It's got to be a while, because I had no fucking clue. No. Like no? Like, I'm it's guessing he just couldn't. Do. He couldn't get Tucker on his back to go to the top rope, so they had to improvise or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this big fucking guy can't take a 6.30. Get out of here. Oh, but, and, then, and then after he squashes Tucky, he gets his own ass kicked by retribution for some reason. This fucking Mustafa standing out there in what looks to be like a fucking deconstructed goddamn cop shirt with the fake ass flag on one side and I don't know what the fuck on the other side he's just like standing on top of the announce table I'm like you fucker these guys got a job to do to watch this match and you're just in the way you're just an asshole I'm surprised yeah. Joe didn't like chop his knees out um, and looking it up yes it was 38 seconds 30 <laughs> Lashley and Truth lasted longer than this match <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tucky, you poor fucker. 
I don't feel bad for you yet. I, mean, I feel bad for you. At least it was like 12, 13 seconds longer than Sonny Kiss and Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least you didn't get fucking murdered with the knee and then fucking hit with the, with the finisher that nobody's ever kicked out of. Yeah. And then be well, made I mean, to look like a fool as times. he raises your hand. <laughs> as you're standing there like, why are you raising my hand? Good job, man. Way to come out and do it and fucking get murdered. Like, what? What? And you know what? As we got into the third hour, I couldn't believe that we still had an hour to go with it. It felt like it was nearly the end of the show. I swear to God it was the end of the show. And then when the Hurt Locker came out again, and I was like, Okay, <laughs> what is going on? I swear I saw him already. I was mad. I'm like, this is why I don't watch this shit anymore. Because then the, the main was... event was just so rushed again. They seem to be doing this every single week on Raw. Um, so it was a two-on-one handicap match. McIntyre defeats Miz and Morrison. Then he gets an RKO out of nowhere, and then Bray's laugh echoes through the arena, and then that's the end of the show. Because what better way to do that? I guess it's like, okay, I'm I don't know, I don't get the whole over or I don't know why they're building like a sub feud in the middle of this feud. Yeah, Randy's like, got like oh, three just, feuds going on right now. Right? I was like, oh, be careful, you know, fucking Edge might come out of nowhere and beat his ass. Oh shit, careful, fucking Bray Wyatt's right around the corner. Oh, be careful, Here comes goddamn giant Scott. What the fuck? Well, I mean, he did, I see he did, a big he, Scott getting his ass kicked. He did kind of make enemies out of everybody during his feud with McIntyre. That is true. I mean, mostly legends, and apparently Big Show can't defend himself anymore. Or Christian. <laughs> or Shawn Michaels. Shawn, they won't let Shawn Michaels out of the chair. <laughs> Every time he gets up, I'm going to go kick his ass. Shawn, Shawn, Shawn. You're old. Ah, okay. And then, I can just see the whole like thing of like him and Trips just like going back and forth in the background. But then Nate gets up. Well, I'm gonna kick his ass in. Yeah, okay, Rick. <laughs> oh yeah, and then that's when fucking like Road Dog stands up. Okay, there, Flair, calm down. <laughs> oh, he took his jacket off. Now he's serious. <clears throat> you see Triple H just fucking taking knee bumps and elbow drops in the middle of the hallway. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so yeah, that was raw. And uh, before we get into impact, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every week. Just in case the little pop-up wrestlers at the bottom of the screen weren't, you know, giving you enough clues. That's right. <laughs> every week, this is what it is. Every week. I hope truth. Is has just popped up by the way because I love that one. All right. So impact. Um, well, last week we had the very questionable ending of who shot Bravo. Um, uh, we get some kind of Wrestle House shit back. All right. No, I I enjoyed Wrestle House. I've, I've been, we've been praising Impact for months now, and then they go and do a segment like that, which is just so corny. Um, it's very cool. But <laughs> Dreamer kicks off the show this week by becoming Sherlock Holmes to investigate who shot Bravo. And I was just thinking throughout the whole thing, how in the hell does Josh Matthews keep a straight face when he has to stand there and say, 
you know, one of our wrestlers was shot when he got married by an undead evil priest last week. And <laughs> here's another one of our wrestlers who's going to investigate the crime. What it is is that it is they stood in the room and he and they said that over and over and over and over <laughs> until funny. it made no sense. You're like, okay, we're numb to it. Just fucking say it. Yeah, it's it's very weird how that happens. Oh yeah. But yeah, so Dreamer is going to spend a night investigating the case. Um, very much unlike Mick Foley investigating who ran over Stone Cold because that was much more believable. Um, so the first match was the rematch between Sue Young and Diana Perazzo for the Knockouts Championship. Um, which, of course, Sue Young spent most of the time going crazy at um, and ends up getting DQ'd after Kimberly threw the chair in the ring. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, naturally, Audi Evans, well, sorry, Barrister Audi Evans wasn't happy about it. So after Scott Demore informed Heath that he can't sign his contract until he's healthy. Uh, oh my God. Poor Heath, he just wants a job. My, can you just pay the man? Some fucking money. He's got kids. <laughs> He's got 27 kids, man. And the double wide. Uh, RD Evans obviously complained about the finish of the knockouts title match. And the more agreed to give the honor another rematch at turning points. But this time it's going to be anything goes. Which isn't exactly what RD Evans wanted. Well, there you go. You get what you ask for. Giving the people what they want. Exactly. I love this passive-aggressive nature that Scott Demore's got of like giving the heels what they want, but not exactly what they want, and then making it worse for them. Yeah, it's gotta be uh, some shit he may have learned in WWE, I guess. But who knows? He ain't been there in forever, so. Uh, so following that, uh, Chris Bay defeats Troy, and you know, just a standard X Division type of match. Um, it's looking like Chris Bay is getting pushed towards another title match. I'm not sure against who. We'll get to that in a little bit. Because is this, isn't Chris Bay in the Super J tournament? He's in that also. Yes. That's right. But, I was about to say their 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 uh, their uh, impact is just plugging the shit out of this kid for that. Yeah, they seem to be hooking up with New Japan in some ways. Um, so I like I I said I assumed he was going to be going after the X Division title again, but. He seemed to be hinting at the world title later on as he was backstage with Rich Swan. Let's see how that one goes. But we then get to locker room talk with Jordan Grace and Tennille Dashwood as Madison and Swinger's guests. Now, many hints were dropped for Jordan to team with Tennille, even though they don't really like each other. But Jordan kind of agreed that, yeah, they do. They complement each other. And she also pointed out that Tennille will do anything it takes to win, which is true. Um, so Jordan uh, kind of made a move for Tennille to become her partner, but then Tennille asked Madison Rain. <laughs> Very much to Jordan's disgust as she just walks out. Well, I mean, after throwing Caleb with K's phone away. What's up with people fucking with people's phones? 
Well, the goddamn young buck smashing Shivani's phone, and now she's throwing phones away. Yeah, a lot of phones get destroyed in wrestling. But then Caleb kind of referenced it. He said something like, "That's okay. I'll get a new one." <laughs> yeah, I got this brand new, fresh guy right here. Um, then more backstage. Actually, no, this was in the ring. TJP cuts one hell of a promo on Rohit Raju. Um, basically about his upbringing and how much he's achieved in the time before Rohit even became a wrestler. Um, which, you know, you only just realize how old TJP is because he still looks 12. <laughs> he looks like a 12 year old covered in tattoos. Yeah. He's like a little bit older version of Dominic. Yeah. And Dominic looks like a hot 14. Yeah. But he's growing that mustache. Ooh, yeah, the mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, TGP, some Impact fans also seem to not realize or forget. Like, somebody was shocked this week when he posted a picture of uh, TJP in the suicide gear without the mask on, on an Impact group. And he was so surprised by it. And he was like, well, yeah, he was suicide slash manic for three years. I thought everybody knew this. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was like, that's how I knew the dude when he showed up at the Cruiserweight Classic. I was like, hey, that's fucking suicide. Yeah, because he randomly unmasked and then he became TJ Perkins. TJ Perkins. Hate that. Yeah, but anyway, um, like I thought it was weird that he was just holding a coffee cup, well, a Starbucks cup, during this whole promo. And like, nobody's ever done that before. Uh, so as He's, Ro- I'm gonna go out there and shoot on him. Yeah. So as Rohit like, right. calls him a has been, TGP then throws the hot tea over him and the brawl ensues. Oh yeah. Hot tea. That's uh That's one weapon you don't see very often in wrestling. Well, yeah, because it's normally hot coffee, but you know. Oh yeah, Jericho made that mistake with Kane. Oh yeah, and he's still paying for it. <laughs> Uh, so backstage, Scott Demore gives TJP a must-win shot against Rohit next week. Uh, so basically, if TJP doesn't win, then he cannot challenge again for as long as Rohit is champion. Damn. So like four weeks, got it. Yeah. Uh, so luckily, that one is not... Yeah, I... Well, when they made the match, they didn't actually announce when it was. They announced later on that it was going to be next week. So, so I left the segment thinking, is it next week? Is it turning point? But uh, yes, it is next week on Impact. Uh, last week we randomly saw Triple XL attack the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, so Chris Saban has called out either member of Triple XL for a match. Again, they didn't say when. <laughs> Probably next week. Um, because turning, we have a match. Win. turning uh, point is uh, 12 days away. No, wait. Nine, I think. It's a week on Saturday, yeah. Anyway. This is the same day as AEW? No, that's this week. Oh, okay, so the following week, got it. Yeah. Um, Gallows. Uh, I thought it was a tag team match at first, but... Gallows defeats Ethan Page. <laughs> I was like, this is definitely a tag match. Where's the tags? There's no tags. Okay, what the hell's going on? 
Well, it definitely became a singles match after chaotic interference from mm-hmm. Josh Alexander and Carl Anderson. Maybe now isn't the best time for Carl Anderson to interfere with other people. Just saying. This dude, <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh my lord! The entire wrestling world like hated this man for two days, and I'm sure a good chunk of them are still very not very happy with him. Yeah, you know, I I'm mean, with him. I'm with everybody else. I'm like, bro, when you have a hot uh, a hashtag hot Asian wife, what the fuck are you doing? And you act like your wife is not a hot Asian wife. She's hot. Yeah, didn't he call her a slut or something afterwards? Oh, yeah, and I was like, bro, like, motherfucker didn't you? You were the guy that got busted? You calling her some names? Like, that's some fucking kid shit. Like, we know your nickname's Machine Gun, but come on. Like, yeah, bro. Like, you got caught fucking being the grown, you know what? Yeah. Take it on the fucking chin. Let her get her fucking anger out. And then if you guys working out, you fucking working out. And I didn't. But then to, but then start pointing the finger and calling names like that made you look even worse. Yeah, and I didn't comment on it for a few days because there was all these stories going around that it was just over a video game like Mario Kart or something. They said it was over Monopoly. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I believe that one. Uh, but it, it obviously was very suspicious when it, it, the picture went up and then all of a sudden Carl deletes all pictures of her from his own Instagram. Yeah, I was like, oh. Okay, here we go. Like, why are you being petty for? It's all your fault. I was like, bro, I was like, she didn't tell you to fuck that other lady. You just did it. <laughs> you can't blame her for not giving you the approval to not do it, bud. Crazy. All the, all these wrestlers are dirty, man. They're dirty. I, my whole thing is just like, do you motherfuckers really think that you can get away with this, some of this shit? Yeah. I think that's why fucking Seth's like, I'm going to just fuck, keep fucking with Becky. I don't have to worry and about being on the road. She's on the road with me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing, though. It's not even like Impact is on the road all the time. They, or any company now, really, because they can all pre-tape. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Carl Anderson's got this heavy schedule where he's not home very often. No, he's he's probably at home more than normal. Yeah, so what the fuck? <sighs> I, I don't know. Not everybody can be Ric Flair, guys. <laughs> Space Mountain, boy. Uh, moving on to Swoggle, who seems to be signed with Impact now. Um... <laughs> I sure hope so. Unless <laughs> they're paying this fucker a punch every time he shows up. Yes. So he tries to reason with Brian Myers. Big mistake. Brian Myers don't care about anybody's opinion anymore. No, um, and obviously just gets shoved down. So the next match, oh god, Johnny Swinger versus Cody Dina. Swinger gets the win with I can't believe I'm about to say this, a loaded fanny pack. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay, I've heard of the we we just spoke about the loaded glove. Yeah. Um, you know, Phantasma or uh. Santos Escobar uses a loaded uh, mask. Yeah. And you're fucking telling me a loaded this fucking Johnny pack. Swinger motherfucker is breaking out the loaded <laughs> fanny pack. If that doesn't scream 80s, I don't know what the fuck will. Yeah. 
Swinger is so 80s. Um, Moose came out to the ring now with O Fortuna added to his entrance music. Uh, addresses the recent success he's had and shows a video of him uh, blindsiding Willie Mack. Yeah. What was that all about? No, I actually, yeah, no idea. I don't remember yeah, Willie Mack doing like, anything oh. with him last week. I was like, aren't you, like, trying to still fucking beat up EC3? Which, what? by the way, I'm hearing EC3's impact contract is done. Well, did he even have a contract, or was it just a few appearances? And maybe that's how no, he's it, rolling these days. I think he had, like, one of these, uh, like, a, just like a part-timer contract. Like, you know, it's only for so long we have this idea for you. and Because I know that he wants to go hard when it comes to ROH. Yeah. And I have this gut feeling that He'd be one of those guys that might not do that well in Japan, but I really think he should go to Japan. Something about going to Japan, honing your craft, and coming back legit makes you that the 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 better of the of the stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Personally, that's how I feel because when you can go out there and you can learn their style, you can adapt that to anybody you work with in the states. You're gonna do good, especially since it's you know not the WWE style. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that seems to be EC3's thing of floating around. I kind of like how AJ um, did it when he first left Impact. He was floating around all these indie companies, but of course, most indie companies aren't running right now. Nope. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with that. If he comes and goes, that's cool. Impact yeah, tends to be doing stuff like that, like short term contracts and then offering you a big one like they did with Diana. So hopefully we'll see uh, EC3 in the future in Impact, if it's not anytime soon. No, I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. And also hopefully maybe he can bring some more exposure to Ring of Honor because they've been drowning for a long, long time. I'm sure he will. He's definitely going to bring a little bit of a fan base. He's going to bring a little bit of the um, the the showmanship to ROH. ROH doesn't have a lot of showmanship. Mm. I believe the last big showman they had was the guy we were talking about, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this it'll be nice. Um, I did watch, I was watching a good chunk of the, the Pure Tournament, and it was fucking brutal. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is, it's a guy I'm not trying to piss off. I'll tell you that. He, I am not surprised he won that whole thing, and God damn, he's he, he that boy is a wrestler. Maybe he'd uh, be a good fit for Fatchis Fatcan. Oh, <laughs> if that fucking loser student that you know kept getting tapped out, that would not be Thomas. That would not be you know that <laughs> not be uh, you know fucking Jonathan Gresham. That would not be him. He would not be some geek getting his arm bent. Yeah, he might actually challenge the teacher and uh, fuck. That'd be a hell of a team. Yes, and call him the stretch him and crack him. I don't fucking know. Well, certainly got to go better than Thatcher's last team. Right. Oh. All right, so to finish off Impact, Dreamer has ten suspects. Obviously, it's the whole wedding party. Um, Just the thing about it was Rosemary is still strangely not upset in the least bit. Like, she seems to be enjoying the whole thing. I know, I know she's a, a demon, but... 
obviously she took everybody to Russell House just so that she could get with Bravo, and then he ends up shot. So you'd expect her to be a little bit cut up about it, at least. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to make an early prediction. It was Tyre. Yeah, tell them. Yeah, that's my guess. We have the candlestick. No, with the revolver. <laughs> with the candlestick. <laughs> so main event was uh, Sammy Callahan and EY versus Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan. Um, I've I've started finding Swan annoying this week. Started. Well, he, he was pretty serious for a few weeks when he was getting his leg broken every week, but now he's turned into the, you know, excitable, hyper guy. He's Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, very. Uh, I don't see him holding the world title for very long. But anyway, this... I mean, I guess it was just like a cool pop moment thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah, well, the story made sense. The story was great. Um, yeah. Apart from when they brought him back after the third leg break and he was jumping around like fucking Zebedee. Oh, well. Yeah. The match quickly breaks down and it became one of those tag matches that really frustrate me where the ref just does absolutely nothing about all four nothing. being in the ring. Good old fashioned Nick Patrick, you say? Yes. Like, there was a point where the three of them were in the ring and Swan tagged Eddie in and there was just no point because all four stayed in the ring for the rest of the match Jesus um, and then finally Callahan hits a pile driver for the win this could be a dangerous duo Eric Young and Sammy Callahan well and Ken Shamrock as well agreed dangerous trio yeah remember those couple of weeks where we were really enjoying Sammy Callahan as a face yeah, it well, was he, nice. Well, he was more of a tweener, but yeah, he very quickly became a dick once again. Hey, all right, Dick Sammy's back. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to hating him. <laughs> Impact's like, that's what worked last time. Let's go. Oh, whatever, bud. <laughs> Whose face can he bust up this time? <laughs> it's one <laughs> way of looking at it. And that was Impact. So... Like you said at the beginning of the show, we are so close to Promo Series 5, Enemy Lines, we can touch it. Our next special event is in two weeks' time on November 19th. You've heard me run through the lineup for weeks now, so you know how stacked it is. In a promo duel, the shape rises once again, this time to shoot from the hip against Mr. Movember. Oh, there you go. I like that. Moses Marquez. And the reason I say Mr. Movember is because this is the first of three bouts for you at this event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he is also one of the three challengers, along with the Demoness uh, and Alex Dorio, gunning for the Phoenix's Knowledge Championship. Phoenix and Alex will be kicking it off on the pre-launch show with an Undertaker showdown before we move on That's to the gonna Demoness. That's going to be fun. Yes. That's going to be fun. Can't wait to put that knowledge to the test between the two of them. And in another promo exhibition, pop culture collides as Britney Savage returns to face the here and now, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Larkin. And finally, the promo championship is on the line in the microphone standoff. I'm not going to do it, Mike. No, okay. Microphone standoff, I did it. <laughs> 
the Demoness defends against Moses, Chris Durham and Alexander Rowan. It's the first multi-person promo title bout since Promo Slam 4 last year where Mike actually won the title. Oh. And, of course, Predictions Championship is on the line for Survivor Series. But, of course, we've got two defences, I think, before then. There's this week and next week. For more information, go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com. And who knows, maybe they'll finish counting votes in Nevada by then. Nah, pff, Probably not. I doubt it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, how, how, how long does this take? I don't understand this. <laughs> it's all mailing. I'm like, okay, I understand that part, but like, can't speed this shit the fuck up could, somehow. Could there not have been an earlier deadline for mailing so you, you know that you get all the votes at the same no. time? Honestly, what it was is 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 there was a deadline for your mail-ins, and then a lot of mail-ins got uh, like hand delivered to poll places or hand turned into poll places, so they went straight there. What it was is most of this mail was coming in today, like the ones that were postmarked, you know, before the day of the election are just now getting there, and it's like, really, we couldn't like special fucking move them bastards, but whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of important. Yeah, we're over here fucking sitting on pins and needles while the fucking current president is trying to fucking sue states and make them recount. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? We have to wait all this time to figure out if you're going to lose and then you're going to bitch and say, no, I didn't fucking lose. Yeah, it reminds me very much of some wrestling fans. Oh, hey, that's... I'm about to say if there's anything that could fit more perfect than that would be fucking wrestling fans and fucking politics. Yes. Dead ass. Not a good combination. Fickle, baby. Fickle. Four years ago, I made my Max Wrestling Podcast special debut at Promo Series. And throughout that time, I've had Knowledge Championship defenses, a Promo Championship defense. But this year, this year is my toughest test to date. Michael, 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 how sweet, adorable, and cute is it that we have a promo about coming up against each other. See, not only are we podcasters together, but we're friends, and because we're friends, that indicates that we know a lot about each other. Brittany Savage, you've had an illustrious professional wrestling career. You've taken on the likes of Angelina Love, Velvet Scott, Jillian Hall, Maria Kanellis, Marty Bell, Veda Scott, Alicia Edwards, Sue Young, Heidi Lovelace, Allison Kay, the list goes on and on. You have moves like Jagger. You can dance. Hell, we all know I can dance because you like to point it out every opportunity that you get. But let's not forget that I have skills that kills when it comes to cutting a promo. Help, I am undefeated. The names Brittany Carter and Brooke Carter are just like your career. History. One of two things obviously are going to happen. Either you're going to defeat me, or I'm going to remain undefeated. I am not that 17-year-old boy anymore, Brittany Savage. I am a man for the past five years who has put out content and who has talked to a lot of people, including you. Your promo was in November, and I love nothing more than a good feast. But for me, I'm looking to make history. See, this is not just a test for me. This is a test for you. This is the test to show that you can hang with Max Wrestling Spines. See you then, bud.
Hey guys, this is Brittany Savage and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take to the max. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the max. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Well, wrestling and politicians is a good segue because Chris Jericho claims he's not a political person. Which as we all know is bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. You ain't gonna lie to me, Chris. Uh, It's Thursday, which means last night was another installment in the Wednesday Night War. So let's talk NXT before we get into AEW. Because of course we're going to be predicting full gear. Oh yeah. So NXT kicked off with Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. And don't care. Something about Ember Moon being back is boring. It, it has gone kind of bland very quickly, but I was just happy Dakota finally got a win. Yeah, good for her. Uh, with the KO sucks kick. to be Ember Moon. <laughs> well, it's it sucked to be Dakota Kai for a while because she's had so many chances and opportunities, and they just won't go. Over. And they've all been good matches too. It's not like she went out there and had duds with everybody. It's like yeah. she went out there and she's worked well with a lot of people. She's been killing it all year ever since she turned heel. Actually, last year. Uh, well, yeah, around this time last year at War Games, she's had a great go. 12 months, and they just haven't really pulled the trigger with her. But uh, <laughs> following from last week, Cameron Grimes is jumpy backstage. I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> and the referee, who was actually a zombie in the the, the match last week, the haunted house. I was like, house, I didn't know you were dead. I, yeah. I looked at that guy. I was like, "You were dead last week." He just happens to be the referee that comes ar- that walks by backstage and just scares the crap out of Cameron Grimes. Uh, <laughs> and then he just also happens to be the same referee who runs down as a substitute in the match that Grimes is having with Kushida, and Grimes just freaks out. Oh hell, man! <laughs> <laughs> and he taps out, runs for his life. <laughs> he taps out while screaming at the referee. He is just in. <laughs> Utter fucking fear. I love it, and I kind of hate it at the same time. Well, yeah, it's so funny, because this is the type of gimmick that if it was on Raw or SmackDown, we'd probably hate it. But he just right. so makes it work in NXT. Um, <sighs> Killian, Dane, and Drake Maverick end up in another match against the Walmart Young Bucks. Um, and it... You know, I, I was skipping. Oh, that's freaking their music. music! They've actually turned it into a dance. The the crowd were doing it. I love I love when Dane like tags in Drake. He fucking like chops him. <laughs> well, he threw and him. He was the ring like in the entrance. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, he was trying, and then they were trying to do like a double team spot. And he just throws him at the dude's feet. Yeah. Like, like, dude. They make your such a good team. <laughs> No, I, I oh, really, do, I really do enjoy them together, and I thought this was going to be a kind of a squash match, but um, it ends up getting interrupted by, I, I don't know what to call themselves. The well, don't call yourselves the brand. Um, Birch, Lorcan, McAfee, it's for and the brand, Peter Doon. Oh God, dang Peter Doon! I'm sure. Wait, I'm sure oh, they. Yeah. I mean, referred to him. At somebody one point does as the not Kings like Drake Maverick, or somebody likes cars more than Drake Maverick, because I swear to God, every time this guy's on the screen, somebody pulls into somewhere. <laughs> Um, again, McAfee cuts a great promo, um, claims he, 
or claims putting this group together was the easiest thing he's ever done because all three of them were pissed. Yep. Um, They're all pissed at the undisputed here. And I'm, I'm actually glad that Pete Dunne explained himself because I completely forgot about Roderick Strong turning on him all that time ago. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, the group then throw a undisputed era banner in a trash can and set it on yep. fire. Because why not? Yeah. Nice image. I mean, they could have gone one step further and gone full on JBL and just blown it up. Now that'd have been cool. <laughs> so McCaffrey, McCaffrey comes out and he's like, so I got this cannon because I got football money. Let's blow this thing up. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they actually commented on that as well. It's like, I think it was um, uh, Barrett who said, well, it's not like his checks are going to bounce. Right? <laughs> uh, so after they leave the ring, uh, Killian Dane makes the mistake of attacking them and just, man, he gets left for dead. I was going to say, what was the point of that? But they was just to leave him dead. And boy, did they ever. Well, yeah, well they didn't. Pete Dunn did. all over the joint. <laughs> well, yeah, Pete Dunn, you fucking savage fucker, you. I, I love... Pat McAfee's reaction, it was just, I like what you did. A little abusive, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is like, do you know you laugh harder when Pat McAfee is on the screen? I was like, exactly. There's a reason for this. I was like, he's the fucking best. I was like, I I legit, I said, and I want, because she's like, you watch so much wrestling, it's like, how can you tell anybody? I was like, because people are different. And so then that's the upside about being a wrestling fan watching different stuff, you get to see different aspects of the game. Like, if I really wanted to watch great in-ring work, I'm watching Japan. I'm watching New Japan. If I want to watch really good promos, I'll probably watch AEW, but fuck, dude. If McAfee is not, like, the best promo in pro wrestling right now, I really can't tell you who is. Yeah, he's such a natural. He's such a dick. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that helps. I I fucking love it, though. (laughs) Um, yeah, so after this, we go through a really bizarre segment backstage where Johnny Gargano is playing a board game against Ghostface, who we assume is Indy Hartwell. I understand. And then what? He, he does this crazy celebratory dance. Yes. <laughs> He's like dancing with the belt and shaking his head. I'm like, whoa, okay, calm down. Hang up. Somebody's hanging out with Big E too much. We, uh, we got Gyrate and Johnny. I swear to God, the second I seen him gyrate, I'm like, who's lets him hang out with Biggie? What um, is going on? Well, seeing Ghostface was kind of a uh, <clears throat> kind of a clue, really. It should have given us a hint at what we were going to see next as uh, Shotty took on Tony Storm, minus the tank. Oh. Damn good match. Damn good match. Shotty's choice for hosting Halloween Havoc. Um, but unfortunately, it did have some interference as Candice appeared on the Tron with the tank, which cost Shotzi the match. And then she finally runs over the tank in a hummer. Where are these motherfuckers getting these big-ass trucks? I'm, I'm guessing that's her and Johnny. It's, it's... She, she, she looks like a Hummer housewife. Bro, they both need, like, legit ladders to get into that fucking truck. <laughs> like, exactly, not a couple good steps. Not like the fucking, uh, like a lower, like, uh fucking step that'll like lower all the way down to the ground and lift you all the way up to the top like no like they need at least a three foot ladder yeah that fucking thing was tall bud 
it it kind of felt like it went on too long as well. Like they were, she was dragging the tank instead of just running the wheel over it, which would have crushed yeah. it instantly. Like, come on, just fucking kill the thing. Don't act like you don't have another one built. <laughs> it just kept pushing it down the road, and I was like, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to keep going. This is what happens when you let a woman drive a monster truck. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not going over it. Why not? Well, you have to slam on the gas. But I am. No, slam on the gas. I don't want to do this anymore. See, if Stone Cold was doing this. See, Stone Cold's a pro, because all he knows is hammer down. Yeah. He got paid to run stuff over. Back that he did. Day. He he would have run the tank over twice. And, and then he would have came back and flipped the camera off and ran it over a third time. Yeah. Exactly. And then probably filled it with cement. <laughs> <laughs> and he just comes back with like a bucket full of cement. See you later. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we, we can watch that segment as well. And some people can say it's just a tank. Because Shotzi's reaction was just, well, like you'd swear yeah. she just ran over a dog or something. Um, but that that tank meant a lot to Shotzi, and I'm sure if Travis was, was here, say. he'd be upset as well. That's an important take, man. It's important shit. Don't hate. Uh, so on Thatcher's Thatch Can, it was Sydney Bateman who was having a tough time. Um, getting stretched and twisted and fucked up. Look at here, you little motherfucker. If you can't take being stretched, you're in the wrong game. God damn, I'm watching this. I'm like, this guy won't shut up. Stop bitching. My wife is like, do they really do that? I was like, dude, I said, I did jujitsu. I said, they used to fucking bend you and twist you 17 ways from Sunday because that was the intention. You need to be able to know how to take this pain because when they're doing this, your your mind needs to stay clear in order to move to this. And I'm like, this fucking guy is damn near crying. I'm like, shut the hell up. Yeah, he wouldn't have lasted five minutes in the dungeon. Oh, you kidding me? <laughs> Stu wouldn't even let the fucking kid in there. <laughs> He'd have looked right at him. He looked up and down. You ain't got it. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, I think he did about three or four holds before... Austin Gray just attacked Timothy out of nowhere. Yep. And then main event was the Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa, which probably would have got people more excited months and months ago, but, you know, shit's happened since then. Uh, uh, I'm not trying... I I really want to give Dream, like, more, I guess... I don't want to say benefit of the doubt, but I, I don't want to have so much hate towards him. Yeah. But it, it's kind of hard not to. And then this match was nowhere near on the level of their uh, takeover match. No, no. What was it? I think um, it was like a war games or something. They were in. Well, it was during a war games. I mean, yeah, I think so. But I mean, dreams gimmick really doesn't help. Like, he's on his entrance, he's, you know, licking his mouth right down the camera and sticking his tongue out and stuff. And What is his fucking gimmick? Well. Is he like, is he like Dennis Rodman from NWO? Is that his gimmick? <laughs> like I said, so I can't think of anything else. He, I really can't. His gimmick's always been kind of sexualized in a homoerotic way. Very. And now, now it's just, it used to be entertaining. Because it used to freak his opponents out, but now it's just sort of creepy because of all the shit that's been he's been accused of. Sort of creepy. 
Okay, very creepy. Fucking very creepy. You kidding me? Um, I don't think he's I'm won a match. Not trying to be in the same locker room as this fucking guy. <laughs> I don't think he's won a match since he came back, and obviously he didn't win this one. He gets caught in the ropes uh, for Champa to hit the rope on DDT, and then of course fairy tale ending for the win. As it should be. But still, Champa still kind of seems kind of lost. Like it's not the Champa of old. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird. I kind of understand. He doesn't have this hunger and this anger. I kind of get I it know. because he should have been in a feud with Karrion Cross right now, but Cross got injured. But that doesn't mean you need to fucking walk around moping. Yeah, it's like, well, we were going to book him against Cross, but now we don't know what to do with him. And now, like, Ciampa looks like he's that sad kid that nobody wants to play with, so he's kicking dirt. Yeah. If anything, he could have been just beating people up the way carrying cross was just to build them ready for when cross comes back yeah why why can't you be the new crazy badass what's so wrong with that basically who he was when he was a heel i was gonna say i was like weren't you doing that shit when you were a heel (laughs) just murdering people when you first came back and you fucking killed jake atlas 15 times over oh glorious stuff all right so, Full Gear is this Saturday. Um, I can't remember how well we did last time of AEW predictions, but... Probably hope... not that well. I mean... Hell, I, I, I do know it's better than TNA. Or uh, Impact. Yeah. Freaking two out of seven, but we still won. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at this one, this card, it, love. it doesn't look that difficult to predict. Unless they just really fuck us over with a lot of swerves. You know, that's that's uh that's the thing with AEW. We we don't know right now. That's uh that's the big upside. It's it's it feels predictable, but they could very easily swerve us and we would probably not be mad. Yeah. Um We got a little bit of a swerve already, really, with the NWA women's title being on the line on the pre-show. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that. Fucking love that. It's... Two women's championship matches, and one of them being the NWA women's championship. Like, that's awesome. It's funny because, as Funda Rosa pointed out this week, Allison Kay kind of took a dig at the uh, NWA for having a women's title match, and neither one of them was signed to the NWA not long ago. It is with two. <laughs> It is 2020. These things happen in wrestling. So. Oh, that would explain it. It looks like the NWA Women's Championship match is going to be on the pre-show. Yes, it is. Uh, I think it originally was going to be Orange Cassidy and John Silver on the pre-show, but they bumped it up yeah. to the main card. Which they should, because John Silver is the man. <laughs> so, uh, based on the fact that I don't know what the hell Allison Kay is doing or what contract she has or where the hell she's been since she left Impact... And also the fact that Serena Deeb has only just won the title. I'm going with Serena Deeb to retain. I am too, even though I would love if Allison K would win it. But Yeah, and also we've, we've never In time. seen an NWA title change hands on AEW. No, but uh, maybe maybe one day. Maybe. We shall see. So, like I said, first match um, on the pre-show was going to be Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. But it's now on the main card, so we'll go. John Silver! John goddamn Silver! 
he would be my world champion. Because like I said last week, he is built like a brick shit house, but he can fit in the trunk of your car, so you don't have to worry about travel issues. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I should have known you were going to say John Silver. Uh, Man. But he, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Orange Cassidy. I could see that. It, it, this one really orange. is either way. Yeah. I really don't think anyone's going to be mad at the outcome of this one, unless it's some fuckery, which yeah. I don't think they will be. No, um, strange thing was Orange Cassidy coming out at the, near the end of Dynamite this week. Mm-hmm. I think there's only going to be two matches with fuckery, and it's going to be probably the I Quit match, and I'm thinking Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. Um, actually, when when was this match made between Orange Cassidy and Silver? Uh, was it last week? Okay, so yeah, I was... yeah, he attacked. He had, it was during the uh, lumberjack match when John Silver hit the ring and just pump kicked Orange's face right off and started flexing like the man that he is. That's like <laughs> I, I still die at that. It's just like the best. <laughs> uh, all right, and so for the AEW women's title. I am going to go switch back to Nyla Rose. You kind of have to at this point. I mean, Sheeta's done... Sheeta's at the point of boring now. And and it really sucks. And the reality is that she really just hasn't had much matches. And the people that she goes against just aren't very good. So I, I think Nyla getting it would be um, ideal. It would open up a lot of new matches. You know, you would probably get Eva Lise in there at some point. You know, maybe Serena Deeb gets another shot. Maybe Allison Kay will get a shot. So, yeah, I like the idea with Nyla. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem with all the women's champions, really, in AEW. They become champion and they got nobody to work with. Yeah. That's true. Because the, the, as of the, the, this, the women's roster on AEW is very slim. And luckily for us, during the time of Sheeta's uh, uh, reign, they've signed a, a good handful more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the matches Sheeta has had on Dynamite haven't been bad. It's no, not at all. Against not nobody. At all. Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, exactly. The, the other side of that card does not blow my spirit up. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, you got the addition of Vicky Guerrero this time. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, I had to. <laughs> she, she, uh, she <laughs> gave a new job title to Brandy this week, uh, of CBSO, <laughs> Chief Bullshit Officer. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. My wife's like, "That's pretty funny," and she's like, "Wait, who the hell is that old lady?" I was like, I said, um, and so I, I very quickly just found the "Excuse me" scream, and she's like. <laughs> Oh my God! I've heard that, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, it's Vicky Guerrero." She's like, "But, but, but who is she though?" Because my wife isn't a very big, like she knows of wrestling thanks to Total Divas. I think I've said that like a hundred yeah, times already. Yeah. But um, like so she understood of Vicky because you know you'll see random segments. But she's like, "But who is she?" I said, "Do you know that guy Eddie Guerrero that I like to talk about? You know Latino Heat, every the old nine." You're like the dude that Chris Benoit was best friends with. I was like, exactly. And she's like, I was like, that's her, that's his wife. And she's like, that's his real wife. I was like, yeah. She's like, Eddie Guerrero was hot though. 
I, 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 I don't know what to tell you, but like, she didn't always look like that. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. She 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 was a looker at some point. Sorry, Vicky. Okay. We still love you. <laughs> Just no. don't put that fucking bikini back on. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Okay. There's two matches I'm having trouble with, and it's the two biggest matches on the show. Uh, that being the tournament final between Omega and Page, and then of course the world title. So, uh, I there's a part of me that thinks they're gonna give Hangman a chance this time, and then there's another part of me that thinks now nah, Kenny Omega's obviously evolving into the main eventer again. Uh, he is but, the cleaner. Yeah, I'm kind of forty nine fifty one. Oh, wow, so, one of those. Yeah, I'm really torn on this one, but I'm going to go Kenny Omega. It's got to be Kenny. It has to be Kenny. You cannot unleash the cleaner and not allow him to win. I love Hangman. I do. God, do I ever. This guy needs to slow the fuck down on this because that's some dark-ass <laughs> shit. But I love Hangman. I really, really, really do. But I think... Uh, I don't, and, and I said this too when he first, you know, when it was him and Jericho. It's just not his time. I can know this sucks. I hate it too. Trust me. One day, you know, our fucking our champion is going to be a fucking bourbon with a bourbon drinking, constantly drunk motherfucker, and it's awesome. But until then, right now, the biggest way to get more eyes back on AEW is to crown Kenny. You get the Japanese fans that crave Kenny. You get all those people that are still trying to find the the Kenny from Japan in AEW. That's going to light them up. This is just the needs to be made. And then you know what? I, I've constantly said that, like, Kenny could be the ultimate heel for a while. And then you crown Hangman as the ultimate babyface, the guy that actually beats him. You could build this story for a while after Kenny wins. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that can work out either way. If Kenny doesn't win, though, I feel like you completely fucked the, the, the cleaner character. Maybe that's a bit far-fetched. Maybe if they kill it, like, like you could kind of still hang on to that. But Kenny, is as the tournament wrestler, is like the best tournament wrestler. And unfortunately, this is one of those things. I, I, I just don't think he can lose. I, I can see him losing it, but I feel like that you would throw... A lot of stories in a loop if you if you went that way yeah i mean it also says future world title match it doesn't say when um, yeah that's true i'm guessing the next pay-per-view is going to be revolution again in february so that's plenty of time to build either that or well i was going to say like all out but the, isn't that like september uh, yes and i think we've double enough yeah. in may there you go that's the one i'm thinking of um, and it would be a great build, of course, because we had Omega uh, attacking, no, Mox attacking Omega at, was there it double enough in the first time? Yeah. And they beat the crap out of each other all over the place. Oh, yes. <laughs> Got fucking paradigm shifted on some poker chips. That was, I think, probably the best surprise debut AEW have had with Mox. I'm sorry, that's probably the best surprise debut I've seen in pro wrestling in a long time. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'm on for that. 
Um, the crowd obviously we, really helped because it they was were so hyped. it was one of those things where we, like we knew he was gonna he, we knew he was coming we knew he was coming we knew he was coming we knew but we didn't know when you never knew when and then on top of that you had the entire pay per view and you're like you kind of got that feeling this fucking guy's not gonna show up is he <laughs> eh, oh well and yeah, then when he did you, everybody went crazy they've just crowned their first ever world champion and then out comes Max to ruin the party. Because that's Max for you. <laughs> and he, just his swagger as well. Like he owned the place. Oh, God, he's just so great. Um, okay, we'll come back to the world title match, obviously, at the end of the predictions. Um, okay, so both of us going for Omega. Next match. Uh, you're probably going to want to get through this one as quickly as possible. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara oh, in the fucking hell. Elite Deletion match. Why? 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 <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I hate this whole thing. I don't know why we have to have any kind of these compound matches at all. Granted, it's probably the only good thing we'll see Matt Hardy do in forever. But I, just, I don't need to see either one of these fucking guys get hurt again. Especially no. to, to the fucking extent that Matt got hurt last time. Matt's kind of past it, and Sammy's kind of young and reckless. Give it to Sammy and, and, and make Matt go away. Make Matt stop this. Like, he needs to stop wrestling. Like, no, he wants to be private party's stupid, weird-looking manager? Knock your fucking socks off. Yeah, he... You want to you wanna go recruit your fucking brother to AEW? Knock your socks off. He's but literally I, become the Michael Hayes to the young hardy boys and that's great fantastic fucking do it i don't care but i just i cannot watch him in the ring anymore it, it it's hard to watch his brother do it and he's the only one that i actually didn't mind watching but then you then you got matt doing it and i swear to god i swear to god every fucking time i see this guy even hit the ropes i fear of him getting hurt I just, I don't need it. I don't um, need it. So you're probably not going to like my prediction because I just got a feeling they're going to give it to Matt for the sake of revenge. But didn't he win their first match? Oh, the one when he got knocked out? Uh, yeah, yes. they reset it and he won. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm um, saying. I'm like, give then, it back to Sammy and leave it alone. But then it was Sammy let, who let, let Matt go off in the sunset when he came back. Bury him at the compound. <laughs> <laughs> Can't um, help it. I'm done with this shit. Just throw him in the lake of reincarnation. Yeah, bring me back the Woken or Matt, Broken Matt Hardy, okay? At least then I can deal with the <laughs> stupidness. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't run with Broken Matt in AEW. Because I think they felt that WWE killed it so much that if they tried it, that it would just be like, well, WWE killed the dead. Well, you know how fucking half of these eight fake-ass AEW fans are? Yeah, I mean, I mean, WWE did kill it, but this year was the perfect year to use Broken Matt because what better time to do segments from your house? Hello? It would have been perfect. But Maybe I Maybe they would have fucking got hurt. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean, they did do a couple of segments, but then he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. At like the height of the pandemic, he disappeared. Uh, okay. 
so tag team title match. Oh, I forgot about the stipulation when I made my prediction, so I may, it may change. So if the Young Bucks lose, they will never challenge for the AEW World Tag Team Championships again. Also, Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is pretty serious. Um, Finally get to re- figure out who is the best tag team of all time. Um, apparently FTR have been pissed that this match hasn't been built as big as it should have been. Are you kidding me? I I was so confused in the segment this week because obviously we've seen Young Bucks slowly turn and heel. Yep. And, and Nick's just become an absolute dick. But then, like, this week uh, it was kind of like we were supposed to, be to feel Sean sorry Mike. for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the, the sympathy part all of a sudden. Like, yeah. it, it was almost as if Tony Schiavone should have been laughing down the microphone. Right. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, we've got to say as well. Then, of course, Hangman and P, uh, Hangman and Omega came down to make the save, and there was that awkward moment between them where I, I really thought Paige was just gonna smash that glass over his head. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> I, it, that's exactly what it looked like. Cause I'm like, is that a fake one? Is they gonna break right? And he, they just didn't do it. And then they had like a, a fist bump and a stare down and. And I'm like, do they it like was... each other? Do they hate each other? Do they want to beat the shit out of each other? What's going on around here? Yeah, that was the thing. They fist bumped. And then Hangman went to leave, and Kenny turned around, and then Paige came back in, and I thought that's when he was going to hit him because he just grabbed him again and said, don't turn your back on me or something. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're teasing us. So, originally, I said FTR to retain, but looking at these stipulations, I can't see the Bucks doing the same thing as Cody. Where yeah, they no. bucked themselves to it, never win the title. So it's yeah, got to be the Young Bucks. It's got to be the Bucks. Uh, I feel like they're going to win. I don't want to say handily, but it's going to be one of those things where um, if it's if it's, they want to keep this feud going, it'll be, uh, oh, well, he got a three, but his foot was on the rope. Or they, you know, he kicked out right at three or somebody might, somebody else might interfere. You know, I don't I don't really know. But. I'm with you. I'm with the Bucks. I, I want the Bucks to win. I feel it's their time to win. I feel if they do not win, then they just need to kind of go away, which kind of sucks. I know I'm saying that, and we're talking about the fucking Young Bucks here. People are probably looking at their phones like, "Are you? did you just fucking say that? Yeah, I just fucking said that. It's at the point now where, yes, the Bucks are probably like the, the best tag team in the world, but without gold, that'll mean shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's wrap up these last three matches. Uh, Darby Allen versus Cody for the TNT Championship. I Cody cut a hell of a promo again, once again, on Dynamite this week. But I smell a new champ. Rumor is Sting is going to show up. Yeah, and it, it'd be so weird seeing Sting as a manager. Uh, yeah, it would be. But, uh, if, you know, if that's what the rumors are pointing at. Um, Sting or no Sting, I definitely see Darby becoming a new TNT champ. I think so, too. I think we've got... I mean, I like Cody as champ, and it's great. You know, he has really good matches with everybody. But, yeah, it's let's, it, let's time to... It's The year one was the time to uh, establish yourself. Year two, let's make some stars. Yeah, and also, as Cody referenced, he was the one that brought Darby Allen in, and they had that great match. At, that they did. Uh, it was banging. No, all in. Was it all, all in or in. double or nothing? Either way. All in. Uh, so, yeah, this kind of feels like paying back to Darby Allen from Cody. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Brings us to... Uh, MJF and Jericho. MJF and Jericho, yes. Um, if MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle, but obviously it doesn't even look like he wants to join him after this week. He just launched no. himself with Jericho after the match. I was going to say, I was like, what the fuck? Um, so... I'm going to go MJF, but I don't really see him joining the inner circle. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think it's going to be. I think Jericho's, uh, I think MJF is going to win probably via DQ. And then he's going to have this weird argument. Well, I won though, Chris. And so you, because of the, you should let me in the, in the, in, you know, in the inner circle. No, we're not going to let you in the inner circle. <laughs> and it's going to be like this ongoing fucking gag thing for a little bit. Yeah, I kind of like that. My, so, my thought was just MJF wins and then he's like, yeah, I don't want to join anymore. I'm also hearing that maybe this is the time that Wardlow turns on MJF. Considering oh, yeah. the fact that all night long, MJF was getting called a big dumb idiot by Jericho on commentary. Yeah. Yeah, th th yeah that's another one to keep an eye on. But, mm -hmm. uh, okay, both MJF. So, of course, main event. Again, I was so torn on this one as well. In fact, I think it's closer for me than it is Omega and page for this one it's more like mm. 49.5 each uh yeah it's it's this is definitely that hard one to be honest for the past couple of weeks i've been all kingston but then the me promo too last night they kind of made marks look a lot stronger but then there's, there's of course you got to question kingston it's either like a killer instinct or he's overestimating himself it's one of the two <laughs> My man screaming and yelling. He said, that right there is the reason why my mom doesn't have a grandkid. Why she doesn't have a daughter-in-law. I'm like, that segment was intense. Are you trying to fuck the belt? You're trying to, you're trying to fuck the belt. <laughs> Got it. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, as somebody else pointed out, very un-COVID-friendly promo. I mean, they were literally oh my God. nose to He's nose. He's spitting his mouth. <laughs> He was spitting in his mouth. I'm like, well, COVID. <laughs> I was like, I did. I get it. You guys are really good friends, but goddamn. They they were literally playing. Uh, I can't remember what the game was called in South Park. Like council hockey. You know the one when it, really early South Park when everybody was getting chicken pox and they played a game where you have to spit in. Kenny has to spit in oh, your mouth. Oh fuck! Oh my god! I uh, fuck! I can't. <laughs> goddamn it! The one time the South Park fucking trivia is not there. Yeah, I, w I, w I wanted to say Ipecac, but that just makes you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Evil way, yeah. It was just too close for comfort between Kingston and Moxley. Um, of course, it's also an I quit match, and you can't see any way for either one of them to quit, but nope. I definitely see this killer instinct in Ed Kingston, so I'm going to go for a new champ. But then that throws a spanner in the work for Mox versus Omega. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen. But I'm good. I'm just going to go Kingston. Well, I mean, in reality, you can kind of play up the cleaner character. is not not a heel. He's he could be a tweener. And, you know, if he beats Kingston, well, then you have a new tweener champ. And that's not a terrible way. Yeah. I don't mind that way. Um, but I feel more it's going to be Mox. Mox is going to end up being the winner. And then that way they can use... Mox v Omega 2 as a big box office draw, and then that's when you'll crown uh, Kenny. Yeah. So for right now, I got Mox is... winning, but eventually he's going to lose to to the cleaner. 
Yeah, there's many different scenarios coming out of these two matches. They've booked it so well that we can't accurately predict it. That's how it should be. Yes. Not That's like, hey, Randy be. Owens going to get three matches. Oh, he got more than that. Fuck that. <laughs> and the Fuck feud's still fun. going. Oh, God. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, obviously, there will be more predictions over the weekend from the rest of the usual suspects. The current predictions champions are Chad, Travis, and Robert Davis. So hopefully we'll get predictions from all three of them to defend that title. Uh, okay, it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CastBox. CastBox. And now Anchor.fm. Because we ain't no wankers. We ain't no wankers. We aren't Anchor. And, of course, we are always always on Andre Corbeil's channel, so make sure you go subscribe to Andre as well at Wrestling With Wrestling. You can find me at the Captain 512 You can find Travis normally when he's here at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch no longer makes you dick itch. So don't be a wanker. Join us on Anchor along with Moses Marquez. That's right. So um, Twitch stuff's going to be going back up soon. We're working on switching everything from retro games to, I think we do it a little bit, Xbox One, to we're getting ready to go VR Spectrum and start playing a bunch of VR shit because, well, Star Wars game and say no more. Hell yeah. So there's there's that. Uh, we finally got that goddamn huge episode of two Nitros and, and one Raw out. So check that out for Retro Rewind. The next pay-per-view is in your house. Mind Games, Mankind, Shawn Michaels. I say it all the fucking time. Hell yeah. It's it's finally going on. Um, everybody kept asking me, like, why why is stuff went on hold? Well, that second job I had was stopping it. Well, since that second job's gone, it's my job now is to bring Retro back to a weekly basis. So check that out. And then for anybody who's out there sports fan-wise and you just want to hear a, a diehard football fan bitch and scream about his team, I'm starting, uh, let me reframe, Smart Mark Radio will start to present the Bolt Rant. So for those who are fans or know of the Los Angeles Chargers, and you know that I've been following that team for 30 some odd years, I've had my rant this year. Uh, we're not even halfway through the season, and I've decided I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care if it's improper. I'm going to start covering the crap out of this team because, well, I don't have a tattoo on my arm of them for nothing. So... <laughs> Be prepared for a gigantic change on the SMR page. All right. We like variety. Oh, yeah. Um, like Netflix. Of course. Um, new episode. Oh, two new episodes last week you had of Netflix. There was the third episode, and then, of course, we had a Halloween special. Yeah, the Halloween. That was a good one. Um, probably have another one coming in a couple of weeks with Tom Cruise movies. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and work on a new episode of Capital FM very soon as well. It's been a while. Because, um, you know, we always need some good music in our life. We always need uh, rock music to save okay. us from pop culture's bullshit. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Speaking of Mike, I uh, can't tell you who he's been talking to this week, but I can tell you you can find him at MCL92 on Twitter, MCLarkin92 on SoundCloud, and, of course, the LFC Beauty, Strength, and Dominance podcast. Next week, we have 
two shows coming your way, so don't miss the return of Post to Post on Tuesday, as we will be joined by the Demoness to discuss the microphone standoff. Microphone standoff. I believe Chris Durham has been in touch with Mike Larkin, so you'll hear from Chris as well. Probably not going to hear from Alexander Rowan because he likes to stay in the shadows unless he needs to come out and cut a promo. Yeah, that's gimmick. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, on Thursday, it is our last stop before we go to promo series week. Uh, we'll also have a full review of Full Gear, plus the prediction title will be on the line again for Impact Turning Point. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye, mwah, and good night. I like gold. The smell of it, the taste of it, the texture. <laughs>